Welcome back to the As You Go podcast. Hey, everybody. My name is Jonathan. I'm Emily. And together we are the Martin family. And I almost forgot to say that, even though that's what we're, we say. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess Apparently. I'm just, I'm so excited about today's podcast yes. um, that I almost just dove right in because today's podcast is a little bit special. Um, we we're are off-roading, guys. We are going to go off-road a little bit, but not really. We're going to take a listen to actually one of the first podcasts we ever recorded going back in time (laughs) we recorded this podcast exclusively for some of our uh, most faithful followers so only a few people have heard this podcast um whenever we first launched the god of generations album um back in march before anyone heard the songs or had heard the word covid (laughs) yeah we um created a podcast where we released a podcast each day basically featuring each song on the album. And so we got to talk as the writers of the songs about each song, and then we showcased each song. And so people heard it for the first time mm-hmm. on this exclusive podcast that we recorded. And, and we don't really know where you guys are coming from. Maybe you discovered who Jonathan and Emily Mar- Martin are through this podcast and you haven't heard any of the music yet or maybe you know the music but you don't know the story behind it and so we really wanted to take some time with this song and other songs off of the album to really connect some dots for you all and even show how these songs really just fit into our heart for family worship that we've been sharing these last few weeks. Yeah and so we wanted to share the song with you called Day and Night Um, And not just the song, but we wanted you to hear some of our thoughts behind the song in case you're already familiar with it, because this song is about reading God's word. It's about delighting in God's word because it comes from Psalm 1, which encourages us to meditate and delight in God's word. And so um, these are some of our thoughts. And then this is the song uh, Day and Night. And we're going to do this periodically. We might sprinkle these in here and there um, because throughout the album, you'll see that we, we had in mind the six pillars of family worship as we were kind of mm-hmm. writing these songs. And so this was kind of our song about learning together and reading together as a family. And so we're just going to stop right now and we're going to jump into our conversation that we had before COVID. We hope you enjoy it. Today, we are going to be talking about the fourth song on our album, which is called Day and Night. Mm. So excited about this. You know, Me one too. kind of fun fact about this song is that initially when Emily had the idea for the whole concept of a family worship album, um, we were initially going to call the whole thing day and night. Yeah. And we still might have some things called day and night. I think so. But I was really set on it for a while, but it was just, it was the beginning of the, of the idea, uh, that the Lord gave me, which was really unique because if any of you guys know Jonathan and I, he's very much more the, the visionary type of the two of us. And I'm more of like the practical, like check things off the list kind of person. So for me to have a vision that started, this was, was new and exciting. Uh, so I was a little bit stubborn (laughs) about what I wanted it to be called. Uh, but the Lord took care of that after about a year of marinating on it. Uh, an interesting story about how this all began was two years ago. Gosh, yeah, two years ago. It was summertime and I had just had our daughter June and had a lot of uh, postpartum swelling and we s- just toured and I sang a lot on top of it. And then after a month or two of that, I found myself with extremely swollen vocal cords and on complete lockdown vocal rest for about five to six weeks of that summer. Uh, it was a really 
scary time. Um, I've, I've dealt with vocal rest uh, and injury before, but I think the thing that's always just so scary is that you can't rush healing and you can like hope that things will be ready in a certain amount of time, but you just don't really know. Uh, you just kind of have to wait it out and, and do all the things. And so uh, I was home by myself in Nashville while Jonathan was on the road with Judah leading worship for camps. And I was getting to hang out with our, our brand new baby, June. She was about a month old by that point or two months old. And we had a couple weeks at home in complete silence and, uh, which was nice because babies don't need you to talk to them, I suppose. Um, and I just had this really intense time where I was just in a really vulnerable place, really having to depend on the Lord for everything that I needed for healing and, and joy and peace in the midst of uh, just trying to do what I needed to do as I healed and just spent a lot of times, a lot of time meditating on the Psalms uh, in that season. And one of the main Psalms that really marked me during that summer was Psalm 1, which is where the song Day and Night comes from. I guess you can probably guess why. Uh, I'm going to just read to you guys the first four verses of Psalm 1. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither in all that he does. He prospers. This was just a treasure trove for me as I uh, was praying through this psalm and just studying it more deeply. Uh, and the thing that really inspired me, I think probably because our family was growing I was feeling so dependent on the Lord. I was literally meditating on God's word in a, in a way that I, I don't get to do all the time because I was all by myself and had this quiet space to just steep myself in the word. Um, I felt so inspired as I read about what it's like to be a believer, not being like chaff that blows away, but being like a tree with deep roots that, that yields fruit in its season. And no matter what we go through, our leaves don't wither and we produce fruit because we are rooted in the stream of God's living water, uh, which this Psalm explains to us in a lot of ways, that stream is, is the stream of his word and, and meditating in it and, and meditating on it and constantly, uh, steeping ourselves in it. And, because our family was growing, I kind of just started thinking about being a tree, thinking about family tree, uh, and thinking, man, I, I want to be a woman of God that passes down to my kids what it looks like to meditate on God's word day and night. And something that I read that was really beautiful as I was studying Psalm 1 uh, was an article uh, or a sermon by John Piper on DesiringGod.org uh, where he was talking about how beautiful it is that the Psalms, the people of God's songbook that we have in the Bible opens with this Psalm and it encourages us to meditate on God's law or God's word day and night. And specifically because it's starting this book of the Psalms, which is they are, it's scripture to be sung. Uh, it's, it just got me thinking, man, we get to meditate on God's word through song in such a unique and beautiful way. I mean, that's one of the reasons we, we love doing what we do. We love to sing God's word, to remember it and to think on it and meditate on it, uh, seek our, sink our roots deep down into it throughout the day. Uh, and it, it birthed this idea of going, 
uh, me thinking, wow, I want to make uh, an album that is specifically not just for believers, but for whole families uh, to meditate on God's word together, to pass it down to their kids. And that's really where it all began. Yeah, totally. So in a lot of ways, day and night, the concept of it predated God of Generations. By about like a year. Yeah. (laughs) So day and night was really kind of the original vision um, for this whole project. And and that shifted over time and stuff. But I knew that you really wanted to have something on this album that had to do with day and night and had to do with what God was doing in your heart through Psalm 1, which I I think Psalm 1 might be one of my favorite psalms too. I love it so Mm -hmm. much. Um, But um, yeah, so the original concept though too was initially more for kids too, right? Where we, you were wanting to create songs that it families was. could sing I in the morning and at night. Yeah, I originally thought it was going to be scripture songs from the Psalms to open and close the day with. Uh, but I think the more that we, yeah, it was the more that we talked about it, we thought, well, we don't want it to just be for the kids. We, we want it to be for the parents too. And how can we create something that everybody would want to sing, not just for scripture memory time, but throughout the day. And, um, that's how the, the album really started to take more of a family direction. Yeah. But maybe one of these days we'll still create some day and night resources for families. I think it might be coming. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> But yeah, this is a beautiful song. And one another fun thing about this song is that this is one of the first songs where we introduce some new collaborators yes. to the God of Generations family album. Yes, yeah, so two of my best friends, uh, Molly Lockwood, who played piano on God of Generations, and Emily Weeks, who is a dear friend and amazing worship leader and songwriter here in Nashville, we just got on a FaceTime call. Um, we're all moms with young kids, and I just really felt a kindred spirit with them in wanting to write a song really from a parent to a child, just imploring them, inviting them to meditate on God's word day and night because it's going to bring us life and joy and peace and that we're going to find happy, good things and delight there. Um, And they just really caught on to that vision with me. And uh, it's so much fun because the song is truly a collaboration. I wrote the chorus, um, and then they each kind of took a verse or a pre-chorus, and then Jonathan and I finished the bridge. So it's been pieced together in in such a truly collaborative way, which is is really fun. It was totally fun. Yeah, it was fun to have three moms yeah. writing on this project. Um, and just thinking about what this scripture means to them as they might try to explain why this is important to their kids. Yeah, totally. And those both are amazing songwriters. Molly Lockwood is one of my favorite songwriters as well. And Emily Mm. Week, she's one of my favorite songwriters too. So it was like the trifecta of awesome to get (laughs) to have those three ladies writing this song together. And it was really fun for me to like not really do much with it at all, but to just kind of have you guys go and, do your texting corner. That was another kind of funny thing about writing this song is that Molly lives in Florida and Emily lives near Nashville. She doesn't live too far away, but with kids and stuff, it's not like we can just get together and write. So a lot of our co-writes 
took place over text messaging. Yeah, text messaging or late, late night FaceTimes. I think we were on the road at Christmas time finishing up some of this and I I locked myself in the hotel bathroom for like an hour <laughs> while you, you guys do what you gotta were do. going to bed and I was sending voice memos and just enjoying the reverby bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so any illusion out there that, that we get together in a plush room and nope. sit and put on candles and sparkly music and make it all magical as we're writing, that's not what happened. It's really no, not. No, it's... The, it's the nitty gritty work of sitting in a bathroom, texting your friends <laughs> ideas. Oh my goodness. I feel, I'm so grateful for it. Um, I, uh, gosh, I could say so many things about this song, but uh, I think probably one of the main things I want to share about the scripture that this song comes from and uh, why the lyrics are so precious to me um, is because I think so often with God's word, we think of that as like a to-do list item. Like I mm. did my quiet time this morning. Check. I'm a good Christian today. Maybe God loves me more today. Yeah. Um, when that's not true at all. And I love that uh, Psalm 1 makes it very clear what God is inviting us into when we spend time with him and learning about him in the word. It's the key is in verse two. It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know if anybody's out there, if anybody out there is, uh, familiar with the Enneagram, we're big Enneagram nerds. Jonathan is an Enneagram seven, so he's all about the fun and the delight. Uh, so I know you probably really (laughs) relate with this, but I love that, uh, the Lord doesn't just want want the things that we do or our minds. He wants our heart. Mm. Um, and gosh, there are a lot of quotes that I just really hold on to. Um, you can probably tell by now I listen to a lot of John Piper sermons. I also read a lot by Jen Wilkin. Uh, and she wrote a book called Women of the Word. And um, she says often to know him is to love him. Sometimes she'll say, we become what we behold. Mm. Um, my other favorite one is she said, the heart cannot love what the mind does not know. And that really encourages me because, uh, in, and it came out in this song, in the chorus, the lyrics are, day and night, we will make your words our one delight. We'll behold and fight till your spirit moves our hearts and minds. We will sink our roots in your streams of grace till our lives bear fruit, we will meditate day and night. And I think for me, the heart cry of this song is an invitation uh, for all of us as believers to realize that the battle of knowing God and, and loving him is not one that is won by doing a homework assignment or trying really hard. It's we, we fight by beholding who God is, and we can do that through the window of his word. Uh, the more that we come to know him in his word, the more that our hearts grow to love him. I mean, you just think about our relationship, Dave, like when we first met, we, we liked each other. And the more we come to know each other, there's more things to love about each other. I mean, that's true of most anything or relationship or hobby you might have. Um, and I think so often we can get so stuck. I get so stuck in, in my own brain space of going, I don't love God the way that I want to. Maybe I'm not 
like good enough or maybe I'm not really, am I even a believer? Like I can really just freak out when my heart isn't in a place that I want it to be. But I love that the, the invitation from, for us in God's word is just come look at me, come sit with me for a while. Look at me and not look at yourself. Look at me and don't look to the wicked and don't look to things that are going to blow away like chaff. Come sink your roots down, down deep in me and stay here a while. And that's where the fight is, not in you being better, but spend time with me in my word and, and trust that as you do that, fruit is going to come up out of those roots into your life and your delight for me is going to grow because you're going to see how wonderful I am and how much I love you. Um, and that for me is a comfort. And so I really hope that this song uh, is an encouragement for families in the body of Christ that uh, we want to fight together to spend time beholding God so that we can delight in him more. I love that so much. Yeah, I think I think that is actually kind of like a big theme in our music. I know we mm. love writing things yeah. out of God's word, but I think it, when I look through all the different songs that we've written and stuff, um, something that comes up a lot is just this delighting in God and enjoying God. And for me, that's really important. And I know like one of our passions and our heartbeats in just as being Christians and Christ followers and ministers of the gospel is wanting people to know that God is enjoyable, that he, that we're not just called to, like you said, um, follow all these rules. Um, there are rules, but that ultimately those rules are in place to help us enjoy the best thing in the mm -hmm. universe, which is God himself. And so that's already a theme, but I think that's really important when we think about families and family worship time because I think mm. that can feel like another rule and um, it can feel really oppressive and it make, can make us feel really heavy when we're not like worshiping God together and I know for me as a leader of our home um, there's been many years where we haven't done that and it can feel so oppressive but what really encouraged me to begin to start in leading our family and family worship time is just to know that I really do truly love and delight in God. I love him so much. And I really want my kids to know that I don't want them to know just that I like making macaroons. I don't want them to know <laughs> that I just love Disney world or that I love writing music and singing music. I don't want their only experience of me enjoying God to be them seeing me on stage leading worship or them seeing yeah. me in ministry. I want them to see that I genuinely love God like on a day to day basis. And I genuinely love his word and I just want them to see that in me. And that's really the only goal for me at this point is, I mean, I, we love scripture memory. We love praying together. We love, I want them to know God's word. I want these things, but the main goal is just wanting them to see that my faith matters to me mm -hmm. and that it, 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 yeah, it just really matters to me. And, um, dad really loves God and mom really loves God. And, and so that's why we, make it a priority. And I, I think that can seem like a rule, but just like you said, in relationships, um, I really love you and, and many husbands and wives really love each other. But after a while, you have to kind of make it a priority to yeah. really go on dates and really be intentional about, yeah, about it, about enjoying each other and about expressing your joy in each other. Because otherwise your relationship starts to feel parched, which yeah. brings us back kind of the, to the tree analogy. And so there is a discipline to anything really worthwhile 
Um, and that discipline can feel oppressive um, or it can you can see that any discipline that we apply in our lives with intention really sets us free to do the things that we want to do. So that's why athletes train and they discipline their bodies and, um, the best relationships are disciplined and intentional about spending time together and about just doing certain things. And so that's why we want to discipline ourselves in our walk with God to read the word, be in prayer, and then to also sing and do all these things. But but we also want to be disciplined in our practice of trying to do that as much as we can with our families um, because when we discipline ourselves in that way, good fruit is born in our lives. And it mm-hmm. it we don't have to catch up by the time our kids are teenagers and go, hey, hey, no, no, really, we really want you to be a Christian um, because hopefully from the beginning they've been seeing our faith. They've been We've been having conversations of faith. They've been seeing our delight and our joy in God. And I think, you know, for those families that are out there with, with older kids that might feel like they're starting this journey late, I think the whole concept of delight being our motivator gives freedom because Mm -hmm. no matter how old your kids are, if they see that mom and dad are authentically delighting and moved by who God is and his word and it really matters to them and they see how that affects their lives and their relationship with their mom and dad, that's going to have an impact on our kids. And I think it frees us up for, you know, crazy seasons where we don't have our perfectly scheduled family worship time for maybe a few weeks because life's just been crazy. Yeah. When we feel parched and we're like, oh, we haven't been doing this. We don't have to feel guilty. We just can go, man, we really want to do that. Let's, let's jump back in. Let's get our roots back in the stream. Like, let's just, that's where we want to be. So let's do it. Yeah. I'm super not motivated by guilt or shame. Not at all. In fact, I am repelled (laughs) by it. (laughs) So I have to be motivated, not by that. Um, not by a sense of guilt. A lot of people might be motivated by that, but it's, it's not me. And so, um, what really is motivating to me is to know, I really want to do this. I really want my kids to know my faith and I want to be able to pass that down. I want to begin to have conversations of faith together Mm -hmm. as a family. I want to sing and worship God together. I think we should let them hear day and night. It's a beautiful song and and you sing it beautifully. Oh, thanks. Judah's on this as well. And he adds his own little final chorus, which is just so precious to see that kind of we're starting it as in par- as parents and then we're inviting our kids into something that we're enjoying. So we really tried to put that in there. And another thing to listen for as we get ready to play it, Molly Lockwood also did the piano on this and she calls the beginning piano section, her morning theme, her morning walking theme. And Aww. I just imagine in between verse one and verse two, just getting up in the morning and getting my coffee and getting set with the word. It, it totally sounds like morning, morning walking to me. <laughs> That's so amazing. without further ado. Yeah. Let's take a listen to the song and then maybe we'll have some Judah time. Here's the song. There is joy walking in your way Many are the roads that go astray But you light our path to keep us safe There is joy walking in your way There is peace walking in your way are like chaff that blows away but the righteous bear fruit that will remain there is peace walking in your way day and night 
Dreams of grace till our lives bear fruit, we will meditate. 